So good evening. Good evening. Well, uh, it's uh, great to be here. And thank you, uh, Julian, for leading us uh, in this first part. Yeah, um, probably I should ask Julian to read uh, the things for me, but never mind. Never mind, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But t tonight I thought, um, I've been praying about um, uh, this Sunday, and uh, it's kind of God uh, draw me towards uh, this uh, psalm. So our message today is from uh, the book of Psalm 23, from verse 1 to 6. 23 from verse 1 to 6. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path, paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So let us just pray. Heavenly Father, you are God uh, Almighty and you are great in power. Lord, the God who always gives us the opportunity, Lord, to gather together and to share your word. Lord, I just pray at this very time, Lord, your Holy Spirit will come and will just come, Lord our God, and then speak. And speak to our minds in the name of Jesus Christ because you are God. Lord, I just take the authority and whatever is unrighteous. I take the authority and send in the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And let your peace surround us because you are God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The Lord is our shepherd. I really think this is a prayer for each one of us. A prayer which uh, I would like to recommend for each one of us. And especially, uh, uh, I also believe that uh, it's uh, a prayer for Norris Central Baptist Church right now. And as we know, Mark is uh, moving on. And God has called him uh, in a, a different direction. And I also uh, believe God has also uh, someone in store for us as well. But I think this prayer will really help us to just say the Lord is our shepherd. The shepherd which decided Mark to move on. And the shepherd which will know, will know that you and I, we need a replacement. And I just think this psalm summarizes everything about our God. Let me just read uh, and the verse 1. This verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, and uh, I shall not be in want. Uh, I think when we look at the, the life of David, and uh, uh, we, we all know that David was a shepherd. 
and the devil trying to contrast the way he cared for the sheep and the way God was looking after him. And actually David was impressed. Say, how come? God looking after him in the ways probably exceeded the way he was looking after the sheep. And maybe you and I as a Christian, do we feel that God is looking after us? Do we feel his presence around us? Do we feel that that the God, the Lord is our shepherd? Can we say that the Lord is our shepherd? When we look in the book of John, I'm just going to read it. John is the chapter 10. John chapter 10. Actually, it is for, for, from verse 10 to 18, but I'm just going to read verse 10. He said, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and they have it to the full. And actually, when we look at uh, uh, Jesus and saying that the purpose he came on earth is so that you and I, we could have life, but have it to the full. But what about when we are frustrated? Do we feel that Jesus, do we feel that the fullness of that life? What about when we know that Mark is uh, living and we don't know who's going to be the next person? Are we still saying that the Lord is our shepherd? Would you not rather feel that maybe God should tell us who's going to be the next person before Mark's leave? But I think God whatever how frustrated we may think whatever where we are in our journey with God whatever how we might feel uh, in terms of health our being in terms of church I just like the second part of verse 1 said I shall not be in want I shall not be in want but actually, what God is saying, if we trust him as our shepherd, we shall not be in want. I like this verse from uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord in all your hearts and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Actually, if you and I, we decided, which we already decided, the Lord is our shepherd, so we shall trust God. And God wants you and I to trust him in all our hearts. And he will make everything possible for us. And I believe that he will make everything possible for us. It's not in just in the situation because Mark is living, but in our everyday situation. And what he asked for us, he said, just trust. I am a good shepherd. And Jesus said, I am a good shepherd. I lay my life for my sheep. And what, that's what he has done on the cross. He laid his life for you and I. 
but what about about just our situations? And I'm sure God will do more than that. Let me just look at the book of Psalm 34, verse 9. 34, verse 9. So this is the book of Psalm 34, verse 9. He said, Fear the Lord, you is sent. For those who fear him lack nothing. Actually, when we trust God, when we fear God, in other words, when we are obedient to God, we shall not be in want and we shall not be frustrated. But what God asks us just trust, just be obedient, and whatever you need, I will be able to provide. I think when we look at the book of Philippians 4 verse 19 and where God said to the Philippians church, I will supply all your needs. I will supply whatever you need. Whatever you want, I will supply that to you. Because it's what the Philippians supported the ministry of uh, Paul. But God said, I will supply everything to you, whatever you need. I think tonight, God just, I believe God just asking us to trust. Especially, we know that Mark is moving on. To trust in our own personal lives, to trust in him, to put trust in our God. He's asking us tonight, just be obedient. Just fear him. Show obedience, I will provide. God is not just our shepherd who asks us to be obedient. Even he tells us, even the places where we are failing, he says, let's give it to him. Let's give it to him. And knowing that, he is our shepherd. And we shall not be in want. Because he is our shepherd. And the, the verse 2, it said, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And this is a picture of a complete peacefulness and the rest. You know, sometimes we as the sheep, the children of God, we do not know where is a good place to go. A good place probably to get something good. Sometimes we don't know. But if we trust God as our shepherd, what God does, he knows where to take us. He knows where to take us. That verse I just read of, uh, of uh, Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5, 6, he says, Trust me in all your heart, and I will make your path straight. When we trust in God, actually God, what he does, whether we decide to do something, but it, to, it, it takes us in the place where you and I probably never chosen and blesses us there. Let me read this uh, uh, Ezekiel 34, verse 14. This is just Ezekiel 34, verse 14. And God said, I will tend them in a good pasture, 
and the mountain heights of Israel will be the grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. Actually, when we moved to Norwich in 2005 with Miriam, I have to confess it was not my choice. It was my wife found a job here, and she said we are moving. And then I look at the direction. I knew that uh, Miriam's parents, they live in Suffolk. And I asked my wife, where are we going? He said, near Suffolk. <laughs> so she found, uh, she found a job in Holt. And then I said, I could settle in Norwich. Said, Norwich will be probably a location I will, I will be peaceful to settle, no Suffolk. But we had an agreement, yeah, okay, we, we, we're going to live in Norwich. But in Norwich, I mean, for me, this is the place, a place I never chosen, but it became a place where I have experienced God in a very powerful way. I've never chosen this place. And this is kind of a picture God is giving us. So when we trust in him, in him as our shepherd, he, take, he takes us. Let me just read this verse too. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. And that's what he does when we trust. And that's what he does when we, we trust, we trust in all our hearts. And knowing that he's our shepherd. As a church, as an individual. And God is also challenging us to trust in Him. Whatever may how the future looks like, trust in me. And I will deliver. This uh, word from Revelation 7, from uh, verse 17. The book of Revelation 7, verse 1. He said, For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be the real shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And this is the future. And God is saying, when we trust in Him, Whatever circumstances it is, whether it's death, whether it's illness, but God will be able to restore us. And every tear will be wiped in our faces. Is the creator of the earth and the heaven. And that is a promise. That is a promise for you and I. As Jesus said, I am your shepherd. It's a promise. It's for you and I. Actually, when I was reading this, uh, this uh, psalm, you know, when I first heard that Mark was moving, I was shocked. And uh, I didn't like the message, I have to confess. I didn't like it. Yeah, because we love Mark, and because uh, he has uh, worked uh, hard, mm -hmm. 
and then uh, part of family is still part of the family even though he is moving I didn't like about I mean reading uh, this psalm has encouraged has encouraged me that actually if uh, as he has been called by God also as someone in store for us and that person will be really re revealed to us in coming days. Verse 3 of the Psalm 23 said that he restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And uh, actually, Jesus coming on the earth saying, my purpose is to give you life to the full. And he, Jesus came so that our soul to be restored. Why Jesus came? Why can't God just do it? But because sometimes uh, we've got a spiritual querulousness. We are querulous sometimes on different ways. And sometimes we face difficult situations and we go in a different direction and sometimes it is probably our secret sins but Jesus has to come to die for us once for all and to just cover all of these things so that we could be restored not just for for a period a period but for forever so that we could be restored forever. Because uh, God knows uh, we do make mistakes as well. Sometimes we go in different directions. And sometimes uh, we could do whatever. But Jesus came so that you and I, we could be restored. And he said, my sheep, no one can snatch away from me. No one. So that we could be restored forever. And that's the, the picture God is giving us. He restores our souls. So there is a guarantee there. God has restored us. You and I. So no fear at all. We are restored in Christ. Verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And the shadow of death is not like a state or like a place or a condition or an abiding place. But actually, as we live, sometimes we go through storms, through death. And what God does as we go through death, and uh, he's there to protect us. To protect us about all these uh, uh, wild, uh, wild beasts, whatever attacks us, days or nights, whatever storms we face, but the Lord our God is there to protect each one of us. And they use his rod to defend us against the wild beast. In Christ we are protected. Whatever what the enemy could bring to us, but God is saying you are protected. Because when we face trouble sometimes, and that's the very time God 
acting in our lives in a very powerful way. The very time God acted in our life and we could feel it, we could see it, or we could see it when we go through it. God is always there to protect each one of us and looking after us. Verse 5, he said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. This is an invitation for God. And he said, come. Come, he prepares a table before our enemies and those who hate us and those who bring storms in our lives. The enemy are watching and God invites each one of us. He says, come and have dinner with me. He prepares the table and he invites you and I say, come and have dinner with me. Come. God is the host providing the best food for you and I. He says, come and eat. You're not going to buy it, come and eat. Every time God always invites us, He always invites us in His table, come. It's like this communion table. God always invites us. Say, come and share with me the good life. Come and share my joy. Come and share everything. Come and share. Hallelujah. Come and share. In the name of Jesus Christ. And this is uh, our God and our Savior. We always invite us every day. He invites us. Come. You know when uh, sometimes we feel like praying, we come before the Bible and, uh, and you want to just read and praying. This is an invitation from God. He said, come. Read my words. And God always invites us all the time invites us. Like tonight with Great Communion is an invitation from God. He wants you to be reminded that when we come before Him, it's always an invitation all the time. All the time. But when David and look at this, uh, his life, so he look at his life and the way he lived his life, and then at, in verse 6 of the Psalm 23, he said, surely Goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So David looked his life, his entire life, and uh, whatever he has done, whatever he has achieved, <coughs> what he has realized, even in the times of trouble, even in the times where he didn't feel like uh, doing something, but he realized that the goodness of the Lord was following him every day, whatever he is. Whatever he was, the goodness of the Lord was following him. And God want to tell you whether there is a time we don't feel like going to church. There is a time we feel like, oh no, I don't want to talk to others. But he wants you to know that his goodness is following you and I everywhere, every day, every second is around us. Amen. Because that's how much He loved us. That's how much He value, He value, He value us. His goodness is around us. Amen.